Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Hi, and welcome to Connecting a Better World, where we spend time meeting some of the most incredible human beings who make this world a better place. We will learn how each individual took their ideas, mission, and purpose to create and serve others in business and organizations that surround social good, social entrepreneurship, and social impact, and find out how we, together, can further connect others to help. I am your host, Dr. Natalie Phillips. Today, we will be talking with Suzanne Miller, the ultimate mother and connector in Fort Collins. My first introduction to Suzanne was, do you know Suzanne Miller? You should know her. I am so excited to talk with Suzanne today and to have her share her story of how she is changing the world. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, and I wanted to hear a little bit more about your story. So tell me about who you are and what do you do in Fort Collins? Moved here to Colorado in 82, married 38 years to a wonderful man named Jim, still in love, still we drive each other crazy, still more in love than we are driving each other crazy. We had uh, four kids in four and a half years. My friend wrote a little statement saying the Millers are cool, but they missed most of the 80s because we had kids in 83, 84, 85, 87. So things were a little busy at the Miller household back then. It was the most fun kind of crazy life that we've ever lived. And here in Colorado, moved to Fort Collins and have raised our families here and um, been here 38 years. So very happy to be a part of the Fort Collins community, done a lot of volunteer, nonprofit work, serving on boards and so on, and connecting other people to other people who should know each other. I you know? love that. That's how we met, right? <laughs> That's exactly I got this met. invitation from a good friend of ours, Doug mm-hmm. Johnson, mm-hmm. and you were having an event. And mm-hmm. it was something that I wanted to figure out what was going on. And mm-hmm. I didn't know who you were at the time. I knew your daughter. I knew mm-hmm. Doug. And you had this great idea to connect people. So tell me a little bit more about that because I love how people can get connected. Mm -hmm. Like it gives me an excitement about that. Well, I was at a large community event two years ago and I realized that two of my favorite people, both women of influence and doers of great good in our community, did not know each other. And that saddened me because I just thought, how do you two powerhouses with lioness hearts and doing work where your clientele is similar, how have you not been able to know each other down through the years when you've been leading these organizations? One, Boys and Girls Club director, Kathy Wright, former. Second, Kristen Candela, Habitat for Humanity. How did they not know each other? And that stunned me and made me a little angry all at the same time. So an idea had been brewing in the back of my head. We need to get women of influence together, women who make a difference in our community. Amen. Names that are known, names that are unknown to many in our community, but their power and their impact is similar. And they should know each other to bolster each other's ego to bolster each other in saying, keep going when things are hard. Um, all For all of those reasons, I wanted to put these people together. So that had been brewing in the back of my mind for a year or more. 
I met with a, our good friend, Doug, and he just said, you know what, why don't we do this event? And it just happened. And then the wheels started just rolling along with such speed. It was just a matter of getting uh, the invites out before the event because we were all so excited and everyone wanted to come and there were 80 women in the room on the, the date of this event and people that had not had the opportunity to meet each other were in a setting where they could just encourage one another. They could meet one another, but not in a business sense. It wasn't a networking or a speed um, event, not like a dating speed event. Dating, right? <laughs> it was just to get to know each other and to appreciate each other. And then the component that brought it all together was do a Liz thing under the umbrella of do a Liz thing, which is its own wonderful event. Yes. And we will talk about do a Liz thing because mm -hmm. I'm excited to share with mm -hmm. the world what this is. But that one event <laughs> was huge. I mean, there's yeah. a waiting list. I was at that event too. And um, there was actually a waiting list mm -hmm. to get in and yes, you couldn't accommodate everybody. And it was just people that I love, some that I didn't know, but many that I do and all brought together. Um, because of the work that they do and showing appreciation for the women and the continued um, doggedness of what they do. They are passionate about the difference they're making in the community. And without recognition or fanfare, they do it faithfully day in and day out. And I wanted to thank them for that. And I wanted them to be encouraged by other like-minded people. Wow, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, so that's where we met. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated how you reached out to me. I didn't even know who you were. I know your daughter, Sarah, yeah. said to me one day, okay, do you know my mom? And I'm like, no, I don't know your mom. She goes, why do you not know my mom? You need to know my mom. And so that was one of the things that she had said that you were really well connected, but like with people that you said, people that had good hearts, people mm -hmm. that were working to serve each other and serve yep. others in the world. And yep. so that was an exciting place to be. And hopefully there'll be some other events down the road mm -hmm. that I know that we've been talking about. Um, but tell me a little bit more about Do Liz thing. Well, um, to back up a bit, I told you that the Millers had four kids, um, April 83, April 84, June 85, October 87. It was busy. And our firstborn child was our wonderful, beautiful daughter, Elizabeth Diane Miller. Um, from the very beginning, Liz was that, you could see she was that um, kind-hearted, reaching out to people, wanting to give them hugs, even as a little girl. So she was always aware of others' feelings. She moved into, naturally, I think, moved into youth ministry and first as a volunteer uh, through the church we attend. She got busy uh, volunteering and um lived her life that way, then went on for training, became a youth minister, was hired as a youth minister um, first in um, just outside of New Orleans, and then um, was invited to uh, be a part of a youth ministry in Fredericksburg, Texas, near San Antonio, the hill country. Liz, um, at middle school age, 12 years old, was diagnosed with epilepsy. It was, um, she had grand mal seizures when she had epilepsy. We, when she would have a seizure, they weren't the pedimol, they were the grand mal seizures. We had no indication of background of that happening. There was never a sign that that was a, 
something in her life. So we took her to the doctor, diagnosed, began a course of medication, which controlled the seizures through most of her lifetime um, from age 12. I mean, she drove, Liz skied, swam, did all of the normal things. Mm -hmm. Um, You wouldn't know there was anything the matter with Liz. Occasionally, she would have what the term is called a breakthrough seizure. And that's what happened. Liz was at a youth retreat at uh, age 24. She had a seizure and that stopped her heart and Liz died. It was total unexpected. It was total shock. It was um, one of those moments in our family that knocked us flat. Here is a vibrant, charming, outgoing, uh, tender-hearted woman and to have her life snuffed out at age 24 seemed impossible to us. Yeah. And that's what happened. I can't even imagine no. having a child, having two of my own, but having a child go before mm-hmm. you do. How did your family handle it? Oh, well, um, we survived it and mm-hmm. survive, survive it to this day. Uh, the shock of it all is still there. The the shock waves of it don't um, impact us at the same in the same way as they did before. I think we've been able to absorb the blow of it. When people say it's uh, a death of a child is something that you get over, I respectfully look at them and just think you don't know what you're talking about. How many years has it been? Um, Ten. Ten years, okay. Um, But I think we have absorbed that great um, pain, that great sorrow, and it's become a part of our lives that is with us to this day. Who uh, anticipates a day that you mark on the calendar uh, with a red circle around it um, of your child's death. Mm-hmm. You have other dates that are circled in red on your calendar, uh, a birthday, an anniversary, mm-hmm. a, a wedding date. But to circle a date that your child died is a, a horrible thing. Um, but what friends kindly did for us is because of Liz's generosity and the way she lived her life, um, there were condolence notes um, stacked high at our home. There were a thousand people at Lizzie's memorial service. So she was loved and she was respected and admired for the way that she lived her life. And people in our life told us, here's what to do. (laughs) How do you handle this? On the day of her death, don't just close the curtains, draw the blinds closed. Um, get out and do those things like Liz did so routinely for others. And that seemed to us a good idea. There are uh, stacks of, as I said, of all those condolence notes, and many of them had the theme running through them of, you don't know me, and you don't know what it meant when Liz. And then they would relay something that Liz did for those junior high students and high school students that she worked with. Either their parents wrote or the students themselves would say, Liz made such a difference in my life. And she made me feel like I was somebody when I doubted that I was somebody. And we decided, let's do that too. Let's go do a Liz kind of thing. And so we decided to follow that random act of kindness idea Mm -hmm. and go do those Liz kinds of things. Let's 
buy that coffee for the person in line behind us. Let's go out and let that coworker know that we care about them by leaving gift cards with a note attached to say how wonderful you are in their desk drawer or in their school locker. Let's go out of our way to do something for someone else. That's the way Liz did it. Let's see if we can do that too. Wow. And you still receive stories and cards and people stopping you (laughs) and do they still tell you some of these things or (laughs) yes people will Uh, a good friend said hey i want to start a facebook page for you so Mm -hmm. uh, she did that a few years ago and people then started sending in their action what they did their do a list thing and that was fun people that i will never know uh Mm -hmm. someone from sydney australia sent a picture of himself donating blood and holding up a sheet of paper with the hashtag on it, hashtag do a list. Oh my gosh, wow. And showing with the blood pressure cuff wrapped around his arm. Another person said, my dad had surgery. I sent flowers to the surgeon to say Mm -hmm. thank you for what you did for my dad. I'm in Connecticut. I just heard about this. Wow. So through the, you know, the wonder of Facebook and the, all of that, the mm-hmm. message has spread. And I, I like all of those things, but I do want to tell people that it's much more and deeper than just saying, I'm going to go do something nice mm-hmm. for someone. It's really an attitude of life. And I tell people all the time, the habit of self-preoccupation is a hard thing to break. But once we can take the focus off our own stresses, our own busyness of our lives, which is important, and those things that we do are valuable, but to lose sight of others around us, I think we're missing something, a gift in life, and that's to be able to take our eyes off our own things and focus on someone else. I think we're better people when we do that. And Liz was able to do that. She knew that up until her death at 24. And that's really the idea of do a Liz thing. Buying coffee for someone, that's sweet. And that is thoughtful. And you Mm -hmm. made that person's day. Overall, it's a lot deeper and a lot bigger than that. Yeah, I agree. something you might not know noco fm is also a podcast network producing one-of-a-kind programming like the show you're enjoying right now we have talk shows original comedy music shows curated by real people and a lot more so if you like what you're hearing make noco fm a part of your day and tell your friends remember that's www.noco.fm Where do you feel like maybe you can take this a step further Mm. to help people understand that it is deeper? It isn't just about doing the random act of kindness. Spreading the word. I mean, here you are giving me an opportunity to do that. So I see it as that way. It's one interaction at a time, which is the way Liz lived her life. I mean, my goodness, Liz had no rank or title or standing in this world. She was a 24-year-old youth minister, yet... The impact of the way she lived her life is real and it's lasting. And 
she did that one interaction at a time. The people that she met, stopping to focus on them, that takes a little bit of discipline saying, yes, I'm busy. Yes, my things are important, but I see you and I can, mm-hmm. maybe there's something I can do for you. Yeah. And you know, you and I have talked about this and sometimes I feel like maybe people don't know where to get a new idea of what to do. Right. Where do you feel might stop people from doing these types mm-hmm. of things besides time? Maybe, cause I know it's not just about time. Yes. It takes right. some time. It takes sometimes financial, you know, mm-hmm. commitment, but it doesn't have to, right? No, uh, And I'm quick to tell people, yes, there are those who love to post things on Facebook. One mm-hmm. woman is a crafter and she put together summer survival kits for moms mm-hmm. and and wrapped in cellophane and gave gift baskets to moms that she met on the playground in the summer filled with sand toys and water pistols and fun things. Not everyone can think up that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Not everyone can have the financial investment to do that. Not everyone feels comfortable with approaching a stranger and saying, I want to do this. But there are other ways. It could be as simple as, and it seems a little uh, trite to say, but holding that door open for someone is is no cost. Letting the person in line ahead of you at the grocery store or that's trying to turn left. <laughs> I can left. see you sitting at a grocery store or standing there going, do this thing, do this yeah. thing, go right ahead, just go right you ahead. You know, that's, it's a valuable thing. It is. And letting that person cut in ahead of you in line when you're in your car. I mean, my goodness, we all know what going to Denver is like sometimes. Mm-hmm. And just to allow that for someone, then I had someone tell me through a private Facebook message, you know what, I let somebody in line ahead of me on 25 and a couple of miles down the road, I saw them let someone in oh line ahead gosh. of them and they flashed their lights to say, I oh did my it gosh. too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so will those people ever have a chance to talk to one another? No, that was a brief moment and a blink of an eye Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. But the message was conveyed and the kindness was shared. Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of opportunities that are out there. It doesn't need to be a production. I've seen you do even some events or show up at schools. What Mm -hmm. do you think about how can we take this to teach Mm. kids, you know, at a young age. I was given the opportunity to speak at a local elementary school, and they wanted their student council leaders to hear the message. They were doing a unit on kindness, and the best way they could share that was to have their student leadership buy into the message of doing kindness for someone else. And so I came and shared the story of Do a Liz thing and showed them examples of what people had done that I will never know. And that gave them some ideas. The teacher put down some ideas of what could they do that was something kind, something nice, something unexpected for someone Mm -hmm. else. And they came up with in their class, these little student leaders, fourth and fifth graders, something they could do in their class. Oh, I love it. Guess where I'm booking you next. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you start them young. But it's again, it's that idea of the habit of self-preoccupation is such a hard thing to break. Mm -hmm. But once we break through that, our lives can look different. We still have our important work to do, and I'm not negating the work Mm -hmm. that we do and the intensity and the focus that it's required of us Mm -hmm. to function, yet there's a place. We don't live that way Mm 24-7. 
and to fuel our soul, I think the way that we do that is to do something for another. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. What would you say you could share with some of our listeners of how they can help make the world better? They take baby steps. Don't go out and say, I have to do a huge project. Don't put that pressure on yourself. But just the self-awareness, you can stop and take a couple of moments. I come from a faith background, so it's easy to say, I want to focus on Mm -hmm, this, mm -hmm. and I'm asking for help for my day. You can stop in your own way and focus and just say, you know what? I'm going to make a decision, a conscious decision. It is really, though, looking up, Mm -hmm. right? Looking up from what you're doing. Yep. We all have our jobs. We all have our busy lives. We all have the hustle and bustle, but it really is pausing and looking up from what you're doing and figuring out if there's something that is out there that you have within your reach or your skills to be able to give to others. I totally think that. And do it once. Make the decision one time, I'm going to give this a shot to see if this crazy lady that's talking to Natalie has something to say and it's real. Try it once. And then I agree. see what happens after that. I believe it becomes increasingly easier. I think so too. I mm-hmm. would have to agree with you. What kind of help would you need mm. to push the needle forward for you? Well, I'm not even sure what pushing the needle forward means. I, I would want everyone in the world, every person on this planet to say, I can stop focusing just on me for 30 seconds in a day and I can make a decision that I'm going to do something for someone else. That's my aim. Let's do something for someone else in whatever form that takes for you. What makes Mm -hmm. sense for you? Don't worry about being a crafty person or a big project management situation. You can find something. There is someone that you know, that you see, that you come across in your day, that you could make an impact in their life. And I love that. It's a smart goal, right? Mm -hmm. Something that's attainable. Mm -hmm. So I'm challenging everybody that's listening to this. 30 seconds is what Suzanne is saying. 30 seconds. Take time. Mm -hmm. Look up from what you're doing. Set the timer if you have to. But create that space where you have time to think of things that you can do specifically or uniquely to your talents Mm -hmm. and your skills and your passions. And And see what you can do for others. Yes, absolutely. And then share it because... That only helps provoke thought in others Mm. for something that they could do. Oh, I never thought of it. Or I can tweak that idea that someone just shared Mm. on the Facebook page or on the Instagram page. And that will inspire them to say, I can make that my own and do it in my own way. But that's a great place to start, Mm -hmm. too, is the Facebook page. Do Mm -hmm. a Liz thing. You Mm -hmm. can get on follow and see what people are doing. And that might spark an interest or an idea that you might not have had. Mm -hmm. So that would be a great way for people to get connected and see what others are doing. Let's do it. One by one, we make the world a better place. That's what I say. We nudge the world forward to a better place. That's the, that's let's do it. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Learning more about your story and just being able to share it with everyone really hoping that this will spark some someone somewhere. I honestly, while you were talking, I kind of had some chills and I honestly think Liz is here. You yeah. know, I don't even know her, but I just I was just smiling at you, just enjoying your story about her. So thank you for And she would be embarrassed. Story. She would be embarrassed sure. by all of this because the thing about Liz is 
Well, there were two things, and I do want to share this with you. On her first job application, the the youth or the senior minister who hired her on her job application said, describe yourself in one word. And do you know the word Liz chose? He showed it to me and shared it with me when he came from Louisiana to speak at Liz's memorial service. He was one of those there. Describe yourself in one word. And the word Liz chose, magnetic. And that that does describe her well. But she was also, she knew how to connect with people. She knew how to make them them feel like they were something. My favorite (laughs) stories uh, is when Liz was still in high school, I believe. Liz was at a youth retreat, and they were at Nebraska at Lake McConaughey. A hot day, the water was low. The temperature was high. The youth minister in charge was holding his son, who at that time was five years old, autistic, and was miserable. Spencer didn't speak or interact with anyone. And Rick, the youth minister, was saying, maybe we should just pull the plug on this trip and I take him home. Liz came along, asked Rick how it's going, said hello to Spencer, reached out to touch this little autistic boy's hand. Spencer pulled his hand away, and Liz just bent down and started to talk with him again and took his hand. And Rick said, the most amazing thing happened. Spencer left my lap and hugged the leg of Liz Miller because Liz knew how to reach out. She knew how to reach someone on their level and connect with them. I think that's what we can all do in our own way. You can reach out and connect to someone that's in your world, that's in need, and you can make a difference. I love that story. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true Mm -hmm. because it talks about how people don't think about what they can do. But Mm -hmm. if you, if you are able to use what you have, Mm -hmm. it's going to be much more authentic and you're going to make that connection Mm -hmm. a lot better. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for having me here, Natalie. Thank you so much for tuning in to Connecting a Better World, and thank you, NOCO FM, for supporting this show. If you haven't heard, NOCO FM is dedicated to bring diverse voices and spotlighting a unique culture to Fort Collins and beyond. For more information, please visit www.noco.fm. If you connected to something in this episode, we would love to hear from you. Our contact info will be listed in the show notes, as well as you can reach us on our social media channels. Please feel free to share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more shows, please tune in to noco.fm online. This has been a production of NOCO-FM.